0: <laughs> So you were born in Michigan, or...?
1: Yeah, I was born in Detroit. Uh, well, Dearborn, but I grew up in, like, the metro Detroit area. So, like, 30 minutes outside of it. So I'm what, not from Detroit. What is the
0: specific place called?
1: Um, like, Bloomfield Hills, uh, Birmingham area. It's, like, a nice, like, middle-class, like, area. Nothing mm-hmm. too rough or anything. Um, but, like, I grew up out of there, and a lot of people... Are, who are go to Metro Detroit frequently or work there kind of live there because it's just a nice mm. medium-cost kind of area
0: are your parents are usually from Michigan as well or
1: yeah um, My mom and dad or my mom's from Philadelphia, but um uh, She moved to Detroit to go to U of M. Which mm-hmm. is the University of Michigan. And my dad went there too. That's where they met and I they they basically met at school. My dad was a, was going for engineering. My mom was actually going for a bachelor of music, oh, um, in clarinet performance. So she was she was kick ass at clarinet. Like she would shred on that. Like I'm surprised she didn't continue it. Um, she showed me some videos and stuff for playing back in college. Um, and they met. And my dad's a trumpet player. He's actually a professional trumpet player in the oh, wow. in the Detroit Symphony. So oh, he was a huge. big yeah. He was a very big influence on music. Um. So I would be at home just playing video games, and he would be, you know, just playing his trumpet. He just put out an album last year, or two years ago. Really?
0: It's on Spotify? I think it is. Oh my gosh.
1: It's, I think you it's on Apple Music. find it. It's on, either on that or Amazon. Wait, I can't so remember. how do
0: people find it?
1: Um, just look up uh, When It Rains by Bill Lucas. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're welcome, Dad, for the plug. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Actually, I have the CD in my car. It's always in my car. Um I listen to it like actually a lot quite quite frequently oh, um wow. it never leaves my car because it's just a it's all the songs that he's been writing for like since I was a kid. I think one of the songs called first love he wrote I think it took him like six or seven years to write or something like that, so like as I was a kid, I know that whole melody by by, you <laughs> yeah. know, by heart so it's fun to listen back on it and um he was just a huge influence for me for music because oh. i I did trumpet i put uh, for like nine years oh uh, like
0: in our- uh and band, orchestras? Yeah,
1: I played, like I, my favorite thing with trumpet was, I did marching band, I did jazz band, symphonic band, um, my favorite thing was playing in musical pits, so like, you know, the orchestra that yeah. just sits below, that's what I like, love to do, um, I did that for high school, so I did, uh, the last thing I did was Shrek, <laughs> it was hilarious, it was oh, super cool. fun though, it was my senior year, it was my first year to like, play lead trumpet, I was first trumpet, I just, wow. just did my thing as my senior year, my send off, but it was really fun. It was because it was like the actual Broadway music. Mm -hmm. So you would literally get this music. um, It'd be exactly what they played Broadway. But then, you know, you make all these cuts and what would work with the show. um, And it was super challenging. Like, it was so hard. Like, it was, there was some of the craziest rhythms in there. That's what made it fun. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like some, you know, cheesy like hot cross buns or, you know, <laughs> some like C major scale that yeah. your band just all right, let's tune up. It's like, <laughs> I hated that. So that was like the, the really fun stuff that I did with mm-hmm. trumpet.
0: So what are, what are your
1: parents' careers? So my dad's still in the DSO, mm-hmm. um, but he also, so funny enough, so when he was in Michigan, he dropped out, became a DSO player. Um, he auditioned all these symphonies and it was super, what the hell is this? I remember <laughs> <career> is. Um... <laughs> He was super, like, tr- tr- basically was so hard because, you know, it's so competitive in orchestras because mm-hmm. there's so many people who yeah. play instruments and want to do it, just like the music industry. Um, but he finally landed at the DSO, so he's been doing that for about, I think, tw- 30 years? Whoa. Man, that's a long time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Then my mom, she's owned a, a yoga studio called Karma Yoga in mm. Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, where he grew up. Um, still owns it. She co-owns it. She lives in Fresno now. And she's been doing that. She's owned that studio for 13 years. Uh, she's been teaching yoga around Fresno area, just doing, like, kundalini yoga, which is, like, a mm-hmm. spiritual... I'm not really sure what it is. My mom loves it, so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my dad My dad also, by the way, teaches at U of M where he used to went to school. Mm-hmm. He actually is an adjunct uh, jazz trumpet professor. Oh, wow. And I believe he still teaches this course about how to like not be nervous on stage, mm-hmm. and it's like keeping a, like a cold head and hot stomach, or it's the other way around. Don't know I have to ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since he's given me that speech, but...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so he's, he loves teaching though. He's been doing it for so long, and I think he's gonna like stick with it more, because he loves like you know having summers off, because he loves to canoe, ride bikes, and do all this, you know, camp, and do all the nature stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: Outside of music, what were you, how would you describe yourself?
1: uh nerdy <laughs> definitely <laughs> um i didn't i played music a lot and but i my, my passion was like video games i just played them all the time like you my that's how That's kind of how i like made friends was through that just through like online gaming um my friends i would come home we just game with each other till like 3 a.m and then go <laughs> to bed do our homework in the morning and then go to school <laughs> mm-hmm. you know priorities um but yeah, I mean, I I loved music. I just didn't really make it at that point. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't start making music till probably like my sophomore year of high school. Um, I'm 23 now, so, and I and I I did it for a little bit, um, and I kind of quit. And then I came back at it. It was so hard, you know, when you're first trying to make electronic music. It's really difficult. Um, but I, you know, I played guitar for eight years, so I did a lot of that. I tried to incorporate a lot of that, and it was more of me just kind of f- discovering what my favorite genre of music was. And it ended up being electronic when I first heard... Uh, it was definitely the lights, re- uh, the basic remix of Lights. Oh, okay. Um, that song kind of really changed a lot. And then I heard Skrillex kill everybody, like everyone else did, you know? Mm, um, at
0: what age was this?
1: Oh, man, I think I was 14. Okay. Like 13 or 14. I, barely, I didn't even drive yet, yeah. <laughs> but that I listened to that stuff endlessly because I was like... Because I was a band kid, you know? And so I was so used to kids that would... You know be in bands there have to be multiple people working together all agreeing on the same choice of this guitar sound like that the bass should sound like this and then I found I was like I found Skrillex and I was like dude this guy these guys are amazing and my friends like oh no it's only one dude and I'm like I was like blown away because I was like I didn't even know it was a thing and I was like that's only one guy I'm like holy shit and I was like then I was like that hooked immediately I was like that's impressive and so I through that I found like Zed and Porter Robinson, all the go- all the goats. And
0: You were making progressive house. <laughs>
1: I was. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> was. I think the first thing I ever released, which not a lot of people know this, the first thing I ever put out on the internet <laughs> was a progressive house remix to make it bun them my scrolls straight up. <laughs> and it had like 60,000 plays on, sound, oh, wow. on YouTube. Don't know why, never should have had that many. Under
0: the same moniker as now or different?
1: Um, it was, I literally just went under Matthew Lucas for the longest time. Mm-hmm. It's gone now, I deleted it, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was the first thing I ever did. And I was making Progressive House, because it was like fun, I loved the, mo- the melodic structure of it. And you know, like everyone did, because Big Room was so big then. Yeah, Everyone wanted to make it. Um, and then once I started finding out, like, Skrillex the dubstep, that's where I really started to hone in on it because it was kind of like metal, and I was kind of a metal head. I loved, like, Lamb of God, um, Amon Marth, like, you know, big guys, and just, you know, thrash metal shit like that.
0: Well, what age did you make Peekaboo?
1: Oh, uh, honestly, that was about three years ago, I think. Oh, okay. I believe, yeah. I've only been doing Peekaboo for not that long. Um, I was actually about to quit music. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, mostly because I didn't know what alias I wanted to be under. I didn't really have, like, a persona or anything like that. And my music was, like, it was getting to places, but it wasn't, like, doing what I wanted to. I was at it for, like, three or four years at this point, And I'm, like, what am I doing? Like, I was going to school to learn audio engineering. And I was, like, do I want to be a record engineer which would be fun or do i want to do my own thing and my buddy uh sully he just started his brand um he's uh, another electronic musician he's my best friend i live with him um pressured me to move out here with him because we all i moved out here two years ago about a year and a half ago and the reason because that is he gave me the name peekaboo at that point and i was like he just first thing he said He's like, Like you should do this. Like, randomly? What was the conversation you were
0: talking about? Like,
1: literally, when we were talking, he was like, dude, you shouldn't quit music, man. You've got a... You're you're doing your thing. I think you have a lot of potential. And he said, what about Peekaboo? Like, that's the first thing that came out of his head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I instantly (laughs) thought of the logo. And it was supposed to be a side project, actually, where I just made, like, chill beats and, like, super left-field stuff. And then I made this song called Aftermath, um, which was, like, a... It's the first thing I ever really put out, um, and it was super aggressive, just really grungy kind of sound, and then, Arlo Grime picked it up. Somehow, don't know how. That was in 2000, I think 2013, or no, sorry, 2015 for New Year's. Mm -hmm. um, Where he played it, and then at that point I was like, oh, that was the first time any big DJ's played something of mine, and I was like, okay, well if that can happen, I'm like, then maybe I can keep going and keep doing this thing. and then I decided I was like I'm dropping out of school and I'm moving here, which I did you know a year and a mm-hmm. half ago, and
0: also in college you're you were in a frat right? They were supporting. Yeah. Our
1: music. Yes, I was I, went, I was in Landakai Alpha, um, and they they're they're like my best friends still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was always funny because like I never saw myself as like a frat guy. Which I just still don't think I am. Um, there's a whole stigma on that, but the guys that I joined with. We're not like the ones you see, you know, on the internet that are, you know, wearing the, the boat shorts and yeah. the boat shoes. Like, I never, no, no, did not do that. I still kept to myself and did what I wanted to do. And that was cool. About my fraternity is that they were all about electronic music too. Like a lot of them, like, they are like, yeah, I love your stuff. And they supported it. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of drew me to that because I was like, these guys are super dope. I want to make some friends at college. I want to like, you know, really play some house parties, you know, mm-hmm. DJs. I DJ'd college bars and all these house parties and stuff and I wanted more. And that's where I really learned how to, like, like I said earlier, I like really learned how to DJ and really learned like, my own sound. Um, a lot of my friends today that I talk to from back home, still I still talk to them to this day. And they're all my buddies from college. And we they go to like every festival of mine, almost every show, they're always with me usually. Um, and they really help me, they support me endlessly and mm-hmm. they really helped me develop my sound and, like, discover new music in a whole, like, realm, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, kind of like that Wook music or, like, you know, the underground freeform-based stuff. I never really got into it as much until they kind of showed me it. Mm-hmm. That's that's where everything changed.
0: And then, was that the time that you were working at FedEx?
1: Oh, man. Man, you did your research. That job <laughs> sucked.
0: Yeah, you hated Worst it. Worst
1: job I've ever had. Um,
0: <laughs> what is it with DJs and working for delivery service? I don't know. Rehab worked at, like, DHL. Yeah, I, I,
1: I heard about that, and I'm just like, I don't know. Well, the reason I worked there is because it was in the summer, and I was like, Oh, I need a job. And she's like, Go work at FedEx. They have great benefits and they, they do all this stuff. I'm like, Sick. And I was a package handler, which literally means you load the FedEx truck. And they would, it, Oh my God, I've never seen a more mismanaged place in my life. Like, at, at one point, the reason I quit was the best day of my life. It was the 4th of July. I was three hours north from my job. And they called me the day before 4th of July and go, Hey, we need you to come in. And I said, I'm three hours north. And they go, well, come down or else you're fired. So I was a man wow. and I drove down, went to work. They told me I was gonna leave at 8 a.m. and I said, perfect, I'll leave, I'll, get, I'll go back up north, go with my family and spend 4th of July. It's 11 a.m. and they say we're not even close to halfway done. Kid quits next to me, he literally just takes his glove <laughs> and just, nope, I'm done. And so I'm like, shh, and like, this kid kept stopping the belt. And when you stop the bell all the packages like mm. get piled up so yeah. it was a mess you could i couldn't even walk to the truck next to me i had to go around and the guy I go my manager comes over and he's like hey um so uh why uh he's like why wh- where do you go I said he quit he's like why do you quit i'm like do you have to ask that like do you not see what's happening and he was like okay well i need you to load his truck and i said no not doing that <laughs> as far as i'm concerned this is the one truck that i have to you know, <laughs> uh, load and basically, I I told him to, you know said said some things, threw myself on the ground. And I said I'm out. <laughs> I quit yeah. and I wrote um, some music after that, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, that drop sucked. Don't work at FedEx. <laughs> I hope they see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at what point of your music career was this?
1: So this is actually interesting. Um, when I quit that job, or at least a week, um, a week, a week after, or no, sorry, a week before I quit my job, that's when Bass Nectar um, picked up my song, Wobbly. Yeah. Uh, I came home from a shitty day at work, and I was sitting down on my phone, and I'm just like, know yeah, such a shit mood, I'm just like, this day, I'm was like i like miserable, it's the summer, it's 80 it's 80 million degrees outside, I'm sweating, and I'm, I see this email, and it says, Music X Bass Nectar. And I was like, oh, that's why I did some promo email for his Reflective coming out, whatever, he had an album coming out. Mm-hmm. And it was, no, it said, hey, this is um, bass hitter's manager, Brandon, shout out Brandon, because he's, he's the man. Mm-hmm. And it, he was like, Lauren likes your stuff, let's talk. And I was like, hold on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like making sure it wasn't some fake email. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I replied and I was like, hey man, like, cool, Like, I'm just confused with what's going on. And he goes, yeah, Lauren found your track wobbly and he, just, he loves it and wants to know they you can put it in the mix. And he's like, let me CC in oh. him. And I was like, what? And all of a sudden, Lauren in the email goes, hey Matt. I'm like, Oh, and I'm just like sitting there, just losing my mind. I'm like, what is going on? Cause I just started Peekaboo, like mm-hmm. everything just started happening so fast. And I was like, oh my god. And he's like, hey man, I want, I love your stuff. Let's let's um, send me some more tunes. He's like, do you mind if I play this in a promo match? I said, 100%, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, it was at Electric Forest. All my friends were there. I was not, cause I was with family. And all my friends were at Bass Night set weekend one, night one, cause he was headlining both weekends I think that year. Um, and he played wobbly in front of all my friends, like all hometown friends. Mm-hmm. And they're all messaging me like, I'm dead asleep. <laughs> I wake up at like 8 AM and I just see all these videos and messages and they're like, dude, like basically you played your song. I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm just like, no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly after that, he messaged me and he goes, um, hey, do you want to work on a song together? I said, Yep. And I, I sent the email and I opened up Ableton and I started to set up the system. I made the melody in like 10 minutes and then from there on we just made it as I moved over here. I drove across from Michigan and just worked on it on the road together with him over the internet. Mm-hmm. And that was it. <laughs> kind of just kick-started everything yeah. and that's when I was like, okay, I can do this. that you, was the realization.
0: Were you working a job when you came here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I worked at Guitar Center in Sherman Oaks. Oh. Uh, but mostly because I started to get shows and I just took on management. and. I needed a job that would give me time off for shows because ultimately that's all I cared about. didn't really care about the job. I only took the job so I could pay rent, you know? Mm -hmm. So time went on. It was a great job. They gave me time off for gigs because it's kind of in their policy. And then things happened. She's like, hey, like, you can't be taking off all these shows. I started getting a lot more shows and I said, she's like, it's not going to work out. I said, well, don't care. I'm doing them anyways. And she goes. Mm okay, well, do you want to finish your, do you, I think we're gonna have to, you know, basically firing me. Yeah. And, and she's like, do you want to finish your shift? I said, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I, just, I just stood up and I just left. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, it was the best day ever. I'm like, <laughs> and I tweeted like, I quit my day job. I forgot, I forgot what I said exactly, but I just said I quit my day job and it had like 3,000 likes. And I was like, what? <laughs> was
0: wow, was crazy. this last, wait, so when
1: was this? That was, man, when was that? I think that was back in May? of last year oh, like may or june or something like that
0: year, that's yeah no
1: i only worked there for a little bit um for like maybe like six months um my, my roommate still works there and so i go there actually a lot to buy shit and a lot of my friends still work there they're really good people mm-hmm. um but yeah I w- it was just after that that's when i started living off of music solely and i was super blessed i was like this is my dream i'm like what's going yeah. on it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy
0: how did but. you meet disciple
1: Um, well, my manager, the reason I go to Disciple all the time is my manager, um, is the label manager Disciple, so I'm just good friends with all of them. I'm not, like, signed with them or anything, but I Mm -hmm. hang out with them because they're really good dudes.
0: So how did you meet our manager?
1: Yeah, uh, so I've actually been friends, so I have two managers, um, his name's Sam and Dan, and I've actually been friends with Sam for two years on Facebook before any of this, Mm -hmm. because he, like, saw Aftermath, that first song I put out, and basically he he added me on Facebook, he goes, hey man, just keep sending me new tunes, and what he was kind of doing was, like watching how I grew and just, you know mm. he's like I saw potential and he's like so then I made the song called aliens which is on my first EP imposters and I made that last year I think in winter and uh sent it to him and he goes yep that's it let's talk <laughs> <laughs> and I had dinner with him and Dan and instantly we just kind of clicked very well um they're like my one of my best friends I like. they just hang out with them a lot and they're just super nice dudes and they reflect my interest well and um, They've been really kick ass. It's so it's so easy working with them. Like it's I've never I thought it was gonna be kind of stressful. I'm not stressed at all. Like no, yeah. it's just such an easy way to work. Um, and that's really how I met them. And then basically I just, you know, hung around with Dan a lot, met some disciple guys, and they're like really good friends of mine. And um, yeah, my manager's been kicking ass ever since. Yeah, I love that. It's great.
0: And then how did you meet Dead Beats?
1: Uh, so that that it's, it's really a really boring story. <laughs> Um, everyone always thinks it's like something elaborate, but, uh, no, I actually just started talking to them, I, I just put out my EP with them, yeah. um, Zed's Dead just caught on to my music and basically just reached out and like, hey man, like we love your tune, send some stuff, uh, sent him stuff, and Harrison, who's the label manager, um, he's an amazing dude, super on everything, um, just always available to talk, and they just were like, hey, let's do an EP, and I said, dope, I love Deadbeats, let's do it, and so it just was super natural, mm-hmm. um. And yeah, and then I was I played uh, that Brownies Lemonade show. Zed uh, Zed was there. They played. Um, they, they're like the secret guest as well as I was. I was a deadbeat show, um, and we just talked and just met finally, and just super stoked. We're gonna probably work on some tunes together and shit. And yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Super
1: super boring, but that's what it, that's what it was, you know. <laughs>
0: what was your inspiration behind Wrecking Ball?
1: So the, that track is one of my favorites I've ever made because um, when I first. So I actually made that idea, I was playing Overwatch on PC, and I was just having a really good day. I was playing this character who ha- just came out called Wrecking Ball. And I literally just, after that I was like, I'm feeling good, I'm going to write some music. Uh, that's actually what I do a lot is I'll write, I'll play some games, get really happy about something or it just makes me feel good and I go to write. And that, I just kind of just I had the idea, like, I had the vocal from the, one of the sample packs I found on Splice, just I'm going to tear the fucking place down. And I was like, perfect, Wrecking Ball. Just kind of worked like that, that's how I named tracks. And I sat on that first sound, like the first drop sound, it's just the womp 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 womp. I sat on that sound for like four days. Just like something, I could not figure out what's supposed to come after it, and then I figured it out and just kind of finished it in the day. And then that was it. And then I just moved on to the next song. <laughs> that's how I write, I write really fast. Mm-hmm. So I can really sit and make a song an entire day that's playable. And then basically when, it, when the time comes to release, I'll be sitting in my studio just adding small things and then just that's it and then finishing off
0: actually that's pretty surprising like how did you it clicks to you so quickly that you know it's you know you know how some like producers just ponder on the same song Mm -hmm. and never know it's a finished product yeah but Mm -hmm. you're like the complete opposite yeah
1: i used to be like that where i would sit on a song forever and like never release it and be super picky which is fine to do in practice like if that's how you work then all i'm all for it but I feel like, like, the thing about music is, like, you can sit on a song for, for, like, two years and just keep working on and adding stuff, but you have, to, there's got to be a time where you have to just release it, you know, mm-hmm. and get it out of there, or else you gonna be working on the same project, you're going to be sad, because you're like, oh, I just can't finish a song, and pe- I know a lot of people like that just can't finish something, you know, but if you just, like, you know, just relax, like, just take a breath, just work on it, and just, you know, don't think too much about it, like, people overthink way too much, I feel like, in production. For me, it's just, like, it's just... I start an idea and I just kind of have this instinct, like if I know it's going to end up being something that I really enjoy, I'll finish it in a day. And then sometimes if it doesn't really go well, just close it out and just take a break and maybe come back the next day or two. And I used to get so overwhelmed about that too, like writer's block, Mm -hmm. I used to get so upset about it, and I still kind of do, but um, I always always talk about it, I'm like, God, I, I just can't write anything, like this is stupid. And then I just write something after I say that. (laughs) Like, that's how it happens every time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, so the writer's block is kind of silly. They don't really need to worry about it that much. And right now I'm sitting on, like, 20 unreleased. So I'm, like, I'm fine. I can just... But I always like to keep writing because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Not that I feel like I have to. Yeah. You know?
0: Is it kind of surprising to you that everything came so quickly?
1: We... None of us saw it coming. Like, (laughs) it was crazy. I'm still not obviously where I'm I'm at, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not really... I'm not really... I'm not like a headline act or anything you know what I'm saying but like mm-hmm. I'm just really proud and, and just it's been a long work it's been like six years like you know saying yeah. i just doing this and they all came really together in the year after my first EP of a con and I just like the fans were overwhelmed and I'm just sitting here like, I don't know what's happening I just beat <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah and I still feel like that like it's I, I go to these shows and these kids are like so like they're so dope but like, they're just like, oh my god I'm just' I'm so excited to you. your music's been super super awesome for me and then just like to me, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I would never thought that. Like, mm-hmm. you never really understand the impact of your music to people until you, like, start meeting people. Because yeah. right now, I'm just like, I'm just putting out music and people are listening to it and that's it. But there's a whole other side to it. Kids are having a bad day, they'll turn on the EP. Or, you know, they're, they're having a great day, they turn on the EP. It's like the stuff like that that you never really realize until you meet someone and they tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's been pretty fast. It's We all can't believe it. But we're just... Uh, just working hard and just making sure we don't overdo ourselves and yeah. stuff like that it's just pretty easy
0: how do you say your style of music has changed compared to the early peekaboo songs
1: um that's a great question holy crap <laughs> that's one of the best <laughs> questions i've ever been asked um, man it's, it's crazy because like i uh when i made like my first ep it was all like you know had a theme to it which i love doing themes i think it's like a four track ep with like a theme is a very good and fun way for the audience to connect and for me to like just create a story it's kind of like being an author you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but i mean it's i don't think it's really changed a a drastic amount i think my i think i've like really been working on my mixing levels and stuff like that but the simplicity my whole thing about production is i really like simplicity i don't like a billion sounds at once or something like that i like to be following like one certain sound or a theme or motif or something like that um so, I guess it hasn't really changed much, but i just what I've been doing recently is just kind of just I bought like a, an analog synth, just mm. a Moog. It's called the Grandmother, and it's just like you get the raw sounds out of it. And like, I just wanted to change it up. And it's always about just trying something new, buying a new piece of hardware or software, and just messing around with it. Um, and that's I've been doing a lot of Moog analog stuff lately. So, in my future releases, you'll hear a lot of like. Analog crisp oh, sounds cool. and stuff like that, and more of like a hip hop oriented. Oh, so I've, I've been really getting back into rap a lot, like like JID. Uh, Do you think you'll have rappers? I want to, yeah. I, I really want to start working with a lot of rappers, and That'd also, be really cool. yeah, because I love, I like, J- I mean, you know, JID is at yeah. all, yeah, like that album, DiCaprio 2, whatever, so good, and that really inspired me. Like the drum work, just like the simplicity of all the beats, kind of translates into my drum work and my music and stuff like that. And I definitely want to work with a lot of rappers because I just love the rap scene. I, I think it's I think it's really fun. I think there's a lot of people that are doing it really, really well. Like Jin, like he's just my favorite right now. He's incredible. <laughs> so he's definitely inspiring me to write like, even though he didn't make the beat, you know, his producers are, but like the, just like the, the, the phrasing of each drum from the kick to the snare. Like I've been really like incorporating that in my own stuff. So you'll definitely hear like a lot of fast hip hop oriented like drum work. Yeah. So yeah.
0: How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Um, Definitely more outgoing. I used to be kind of like introverted. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I used to play video games all day and just not do anything. Um, Basically when I joined that fraternity, I kind of like became way more outgoing. Um, Especially today, like trying to get myself out of the house. I still struggle with it sometimes because I just love, I'm like, I love being by myself a lot mm-hmm, I think same. it's just calming yeah it's like it's just calming you don't have to deal <laughs> with some BS <laughs> you know like you don't have to deal with some guy yelling at you on the street <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah no I think I mean I think the music industry has definitely changed me too because there's a lot of negatives about it but there's a lot of positives and when you focus on those positives it makes everything a lot better um, I think I'm still the same person as I was you know two years ago mm-hmm. I'm still talking to the same people hang out with the same friends and just kind of just still doing my own thing. Um, I don't really worry about a lot of other people. Like, I know a lot of people today, like, will just um, worry so much about other people's lives or their what they're doing rather than what they're doing, and then that's when s- stuff goes spiral out of control. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my mom could probably tell me better than I have <laughs> how I've changed, but I don't, I mean, I don't think I've changed too much. But definitely as a kid, I had bad anxiety, and mm-hmm. now it's gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: What Definitely. do you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? My biggest what? Challenges.
1: Um Man. I mean moving here was a big challenge, mm-hmm. tell you that. Because I I've I mean I've been I I've, I've, I've been in college, so I've been by myself. Self, you know, living by myself, paying my bills by myself, but like changing complete locations across the United States was pretty terrifying because like I was worried, well what if I don't what if, you know, money? Yeah, what if I don't make it? So that was really the big part because I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I don't want to do school. Like, I want to just, oh, yeah. I want to do music. And I know, I told her, I was like, I know that that's a, that's a hard thing to hear as a parent. But my parents were like, no, do it. Like, they were some completely supportive. My grandma was a little old-fashioned. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And I said, trust me, you'll <laughs> get it. it. Now she's like, she's at, she lives in this nursing home. She's like 89 years old. Has all these friends, adorable. She's like, my son's doing this and this. And she's like, she has this shows iPad. This, yeah, oh, yeah. She has this iPad. Oh, your this shows. I send her all my videos. She's like, just showing her friends at the nursing home. It's oh like, my
0: God. it's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> nursing <laughs> home reacts.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's like, just showing them all these videos. My mom's just cracking up. But, um, yeah, but that was, yeah, that was probably the biggest challenge. was just like, completely deciding, okay, I don't want to do school anymore. Because school was fun. I, was, I didn't do bad in school. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really i don't know i was like i just want to be i just want to make music i just want to do my own thing and not have to work for anyone else or anything and my mom and i think what really made my success or my not say success but i guess what really made this a lot easier was having my parents support a hundred percent because i know mm-hmm. so many musicians yeah. that i talk to this day that are like yeah man like they're like my yeah they're like man my mom's not gonna you know she doesn't want me to do music. She wants me to be a doctor. I'm just like, dude, yeah. do what you want to do, man. I'm like, I know so many people that are just like parents that are like that, that are just, no, you should do this. You should go be an accountant. You should, you know, do this stuff. And they're not really thinking about their own child's needs. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really blessed my parents were really supportive of that because if I didn't have that, man, I'd be so down the dumps and I wouldn't know what to do. Like, if I had no money, like my mom's helped me out financially a lot too when I was first starting up and without that, I probably on the streets you know
0: mm-hmm. so I'm
1: really thankful for that as yeah. I know a lot of producers that are just struggling with that right now so hundred mm-hmm. percent sorry hundred percent
0: what that what does love mean to you what is sorry what love means to you
1: well I've had a couple heartbreaks <laughs> <laughs> so it I think love's a beautiful thing um, I never really got into it as I mean I mean I did obviously I had a girlfriend for like a year or whatever um, it ended it ended fine I guess <laughs> Uh <laughs> I, I mean I, it's whatever but I mean ever <laughs> since that honestly that like I haven't really been in a relationship since then it's been like mm-hmm. six years um I don't know it's, I think it's it's not really something that's like super on my mind all the time I'm not like dependent on it like a lot of people are um I just I think I just I mean not that I'm like selfish or anything but like I don't know it's just like, if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't yeah. you know I think it's like pe- I think pe- too many people out there try to like find their true love instead of letting it happen by themselves you know mm-hmm. cause that's it's not something you can really force, it's like if you end up with somebody, then that's them, you know? And if they if they work, then that's that's just like destiny right there. Yeah. I really believe in that stuff, honestly, like, mm-hmm. just like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's like the best motto in life, I feel yeah. like, so, yeah.
0: Last question, what do you want to be remembered for?
1: My memes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know, I mean, I, not. I'm not like, I don't have any crazy aspirations, but I guess like, What I really want people to remember me for is just, like, my personality. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I want to be friends with everybody. So, like, when I'm at shows, I talk to everybody after the show. I just It's fun because you come to see me. I'm going to come see you. Uh, That's my mentality. So I'm always hanging around after shows talking to people. Um, I kind of want to have, like, a friendly, like, friendship basis where I'm not, like, seen as this guy on top of a stage and the people are afraid to come up. I want people to be, like, comfortable to say hi and stuff like that. And mostly I want my music to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like... I, I know like as when I was first starting electronic music, like those songs, even back to this day when I listen back to them, I get so nostalgic about it, and I want mm-hmm. that feeling to be passed over to other people who are listening to my music yeah. and I, I've seen it already with people who are like you know working out or just at home hula hooping or whatever like stuff like that that that's what it's all for, mm-hmm. really so they just have fun i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm just having fun like I, I just people take life way too seriously. Just have fun, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah.
0: love this. Thank you so much. Yeah, no,
1: thank you. I've, honestly, it's, it's actually it was really good talk because I just opened up my mind about so many things I've oh, never sweet. been open about. So it was cool.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah actually, I think it's like my first interview interview. I
0: think it is because I tried I mean? to do research and I couldn't
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah, I've got like some written things, but like yeah. that's always just through email. <laughs> so this is like my first official interview. So yeah. it's, I'm glad it was yours because oh, I've been watching you. your channel for a long time. It's been dope <laughs> watching it. So <laughs> Thank
0: you. It means a lot. <laughs> of
1: course, of course. Bye.